welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Hi again, everyone. Thanks for visiting our little podcast for another week. Yeah, another week. <laughs> another week bikes the dust. Man, it's seriously, right. it's like going to be the end of Feb. It's rolling on. Heckers. Great, though. Sun's out today. Thank yeah, goodness. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's what they are, they're guns. Yep, sure. Can- cannons. cannons. <laughs> Um, we've had a couple of emails and one lengthy email from a wonderful listener a few weeks back that from we're going Texas. to. From Texas. Yeah. Hello over there. Hi in Texas. Um, yeah, Texas actually is going through a little bit at the moment. Yes. Um, so. Not sun. Yeah. Love to. Opposite. Love and support and high vibes to yep. all our Texans over there. Electricity would be nice. It would be. Yeah. And probably some hot water. Yeah, all of mm, that. Yeah. We're thinking of you. We are. And hope you're well, our beautiful um, writer slash listener that wrote this in and yes. shared us. And safe. We thought the subject of it um, would make for a good question episode yeah. kind of thing because it's all about describing the difference between sort of precognition or clairvoyance and as well and claircognizance versus manifesting. So this um, listener wrote in an email just, you know, sharing her experiences and wanting to clarify that um, from Tracy's end. So perhaps I'll just jump in and start reading the email. Yes, buckle up because it's a long one. It is long, but it's pretty cool. It is awesome. And thanks again for sharing. Yes. Kate, first off, thanks for taking the time and effort into creating this podcast. I stumbled onto it via Spotify. I am guessing you hear this a lot, but finally I have found people who are living and real who can help me understand <laughs> what the hell is going on with me. We see you. <laughs> I can't understand how monumental finding you has helped me. Just helping my mental health alone is huge, but actually breaking down concepts and practices has shifted my connection to myself so much for the better. Pretty much my whole life, I've felt alone with a secret that shifts from I'm just super weird to I must be losing my mind. Not one person in my life has ever wanted to hear about my experiences, let alone help me to understand or Mm. utilise them in any positive manner. Because of this, I just don't talk about it and worse yet, try and stuff it all down as not real, even to myself, which you can probably guess had some terrible and scary consequences and outcomes. Until now, thanks to you lovely ladies, I am in I am in the first time in my life ready to take on the task of being honest with my reality and not scared or freaked out. Oh, stop right there. Mm. Seriously, like if we only ever had this person as our listener and we only ever created this podcast for one person, I'm done. Like I'm just so, like, okay, job yes. done. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Goal achieved. That's it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. To just love it. Be there for that. So good. Yeah. We so got good. you. Because <laughs> that was me. Mm. You know, that was me at one point and it's just like, ah, this is so cool. We've done something about that. Yeah. And, and here we are. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. Yay. Um, 
Okay, now I've lost my spot, Tracy. <laughs> Sorry. Ready to study and begin my own practice in self-love, listen, trust. Mm. I'm pretty excited. Yay for you. I'm also a little pissed off that family, therapists and friends have basically failed me big time. Yeah. I guess you can sort of understand where she's coming from there too. Uh, I used to have that perspective of yep. feeling like I'd been failed, but it's really just a matter of their level of consciousness. And That'll shift with time too. It will. It'll shift with yeah. um, losing judgment. Yeah. And we're getting there. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Long story short. Sorry, so long. Sure you are. <laughs> Listening to your breakdown, I would describe myself, not sure yet what to call it, um, most basic ability would be clear cognizance, I think. <laughs> I think up random actions and they happen exactly as I think of them. They play out like a vivid daydream, but it isn't just seeing, I don't think. Most of these examples, sadly, are violent and have very physical consequences. This is why I have tried mightily to ignore them and for a while I even thought I was manifesting them. One example which might give you an idea of how fast they happen was at work. I work as a horticulturalist in a botanical garden. I was walking away from the family garden to another garden and randomly daydreamed about a car driving into the family garden and ploughing through the play lawn where there were loads of kids. I shook it off with a shudder and kept walking. Not five minutes had passed. I remember because I was walking across a bridge when I heard the walkie start going off with a bunch of people all calling on it at the same time. I rushed up to the bridge to the greenhouse where our nursery manager said, isn't that crazy? I said I missed it and asked what had happened and she said a car just drove into the play lawn and someone was there and dove in front of the car before it hit anyone. Just to give you an idea of how crazy that is, it would be really hard to do this. It is nowhere near where any vehicle could go easily. We checked to see if the lady was on drugs, etc., and everyone was okay, but you get my point. It was spot on and completely nonsensible in terms of coincidence, my therapist's response. This is just one of many, many concrete examples. It has changed a bunch over time. I used to ha it used to happen where I would say something totally batty to another person and be really embarrassed as though I could hear myself speak but didn't understand what or why I was saying it. And almost 12 or 24 hours later, whatever it was I said would happen. As someone who didn't understand what or how any of this was happening, I was focused on the idea of time and how it seemed like I could shift ahead somehow. So loads of questions to you, but one that I would love for you to dive deeper into on the podcast would be the difference between manifestation and precognition of any kind. I'm using precognition crudely. I personally can't tell what random feeling or knowing or visualising I should pay attention to. My therapist thinks I have a pretty good dose of PTSD due to an accident that happened. Again, don't understand that I knew it would happen and has been working with me to recognise the feeling but work on letting it go. I feel like this is not a good idea. I also have a question about why I would know things about random people and events but not have any clue on why I didn't know my partner had died. He wasn't found for five days. This really pissed me off and for a couple of years I could repress all of it but I also got a nasty bout of breast cancer probably due to stress and sadness. But it's happening again and thanks to you guys I'm ready to try my best to understand it better. The whole spirit thing, I still don't understand what that is or what it would feel like. All of it feels in my head not like a message coming from something or someone, just again a skip in time. 
I'm going to go back and listen to the episode of Where You Talk. More on that. Tracy, I understand that you take on clients. <laughs> <laughs> I have been known to. <laughs> um, so hit her up on Tracy's website. We can do that. And over to you. Mostly just a huge thanks for what you guys are doing and helping to normalise this for me. I just can't tell you how happy and calming it is for me to listen. Keep up the good work. Best from Texas. <sighs> we love you, Miss Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. And I did reply ages ago saying thanks for the share and, and we will definitely get on that. And here we are. Yeah. Probably at a perfect time for you. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, first of all, like, well done for sharing because I know firsthand how hard it can be to be vulnerable. It's much easier, obviously, over email, over other sides of country, like when, when you're not in space with someone to talk to them. Um, but I feel that when people are next to me anyway, that they feel that they can do that. So I love that that what we are doing is allowing people to do that no matter where they are. So well done. And if other people want to do that, feel free to do that because it's what I'm here for. Absolutely. And it's what Laura, you know, came up with the idea for was because just like we need to answer all these questions because I've got so many questions and it will help me <laughs> and I'm sure it can help others. It can't just be the only one that will be interested. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> We're here they together. can't hear you. They we're... can't hear you nodding and smiling. <laughs> we're here, we're <laughs> here for everyone. <laughs> yeah, we are. So um, secondly, um, all right, I think I feel, I feel like I need to break down a few, um, a few of the terms yes. that uh, Miss Texas was using uh, in that email just for anyone who might be listening to this as their first episode and have no idea or people who are still a little bit confused. So Miss Texas talks about um, clear cognizance, uh, which is clear knowing. Now, she also in her sentence described it as, I don't only see it. So I think she's probably also talking about clairvoyance. Um, so there's the clear cognizance, which is clear knowing, the clear vo- clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. Now, these two work very similar along with precognition. So precognition is just knowing that something's going to happen. You see it usually in a vision like a daydream or you have an actual dream about it and then it happens like a day later or even like sometimes for me, I get, I've had precognition my whole entire life and I can see and I've, I've seen things from when I was really little and there have been repeat visions that I get that do not make sense. And then now that like I'm nearly 40, they're starting to make sense because I'm seeing them happen. And it's almost like a deja vu thing at that point because unless you're really yeah. good at recalling your precog, it's just like I've seen this before, but it's just something that you've had as a precognition. So a lot of people are precognitive. Um, it's just a... Um, um, a very, a very common thing, but a lot of people don't put too much weight on it having to do with psychic, uh, relevance. They go more for the brain and psychology behind it and science behind it. Like they usually do with deja vu as well in those areas. Are you doing it? The precognitive stuff. Are you consciously doing that? Like when that moment is happening, do you tell yourself, Oh, that's just a precog thought? No. So that's, I think that's where it can get confusing. Yeah. Can't Cause it? it's a hindsight thing. Because you don't know. At the time. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, this is a precognition Correct. thought. 
Well, I do well, now. Well, you might. But I didn't. <laughs> there was a long time where I didn't. Yeah. Um, and you also um, tend to just like brush it off quite easily and forget about it because it's not something that really affects your life too much um, in terms of, well, it's not my reality. So you, it kind of is something that you forget about. It's not something at the forefront of your mind. So the diff- and then there's manifesting. And so manifesting is um, whether we want it or not, we're going to get it. But manifesting can't happen. Like I guess the very simple and very easy way to answer Miss Texas' question very simply in one way is no, you're not manifesting it because it's impossible. She hasn't made that happen. No, and I'll tell you why. Because there's no intent. Manifesting requires intentional energy in order for it to manifest. So whether you're manifesting good or bad or indifferent, there is intention behind that. In Miss Texas's vision, for example, at work with the car coming into the garden, there was no intention there on her part for something bad to happen, for for an accident to happen. It's a None. Thought, just a, well, it's just yeah. an impression. Yeah. Not a thought. It's an impression. So this is where learning and developing how to separate what is a thought, a cognitive thought, and what is a impression. They are two different things. And learning how to discriminate. Is- exactly. What you do? Do you? Yeah, I teach yeah. people how to okay. do that. But also that there is a huge element in here to like she also talks about how it all happens so quickly usually. Yes. Um, there is a huge element in there in terms of um, being able to slow time down and people who are like me and people who um, – work with these kinds of realms and these kinds of um, uh, ideas and and processes and processes, all of that sort of stuff, Um, we we know how to slow time down in order to capture these. They're not just all one big happening. It's broken down into containers, I guess you could call it. So in her experience there, if I, like, I mean, I had experiences like that not quite um, as you know, dramatic as that, I guess you could call it. Yeah, Yeah, it's huge. Um, But when I did have experiences like that, I definitely spoke to my therapists over the years about them. Um, And again, same thing. They don't understand it. They, They try and relate everything back to a suppressed feeling that you have that you're not dealing with. Now, what I learned about in when being able to incorporate and, um, I guess, um, lean more to uh, looking at it from a spiritual energetic perspective is that when you when you know where it's coming from or even if you don't know where it's coming from but like she also says that it's like it's not coming from a spirit or coming from any external source it's just like it's in my brain it's not but we would I would need to sit down with her for example and take her through exactly what happened and capture it like like millisecond for millisecond. It's it's not even human time. Really break no, that down. Really yeah. break it down. Unpack it yep. first and yep. then examine it. And show her sure. and have her experience what it feels like and experience that feeling for longer, which we can do. Expand it out. Yeah, expand sure. it out. Great word. So 
we expand that experience and then then she'll be able to understand, okay, that's what this feels like. And then moving forward, whenever that feeling comes up associated with an impression, she knows that this is not me. This is not my manifesting or creating something horrible happening. This is just a psychic impression. We all get, we all get them. It's just whether or not we notice them most of the time. Yes, if we're acknowledging it. Miles. Yeah. Sure. Now... The is only- this making any sense to you, Miss Texas? I hope so. I'm sure it will. I'm sure. Um, the only other thing that I want to really bring to the forefront and talk a little bit about is how I just said about how the therapists will think that it's some underlying impression, uh, underlying emotion that you're not dealing with and associate it with all psychological traumas and all of the rest of it to make it seem like you can understand it. And more importantly, so that they have a treatment plan because otherwise they don't know what to do with you. So they want to give you a label. Now, there is some merit in that in terms of how Miss Texas was talking about um, how she got breast cancer and she believes it's probably associated to some of that sadness and, and all that kind of stuff. Repression. And repression. This is where there is an intention behind which precognitive impression she's receiving so she is manifesting the types of precog impressions that she is receiving because she has intention with those and her intention is suppressed anger wow she has suppressed anger and she has suppressed sadness and she's just she hasn't been learned how to accept she hasn't been taught how to accept those so so it's those emotions sadness and anger and that's how it resonates within our body yep yep and so that will yep so that will then physical manifest into a a disease within the body and if it's there for long enough it becomes dense enough and manifests into a thing a disease of some sort but what it's doing scientifically and out to the universe and spiritually is her soul is saying hey miss texas you need to um evolve with sadness and anger in this human experience so we're going to give you plenty of opportunity to experience the 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 time that you that whenever you're ready to deal with it we're going to give you ample opportunity but her she's manifesting this the theme of the precog impressions that she's receiving because of those suppressed emotions so because that's her intention wow because thoughts and feelings yeah. vibrate and you can't lie to the universe. It sees it all because you're just particles that are vibrating at something to the universe. You're not a human with with romance and and all those kinds of things. It's you know, it's not poetry it's for that, the universe. It's, it's a frequency. Correct. Yeah. So if she is going out just living her life and vibrating as a higher vibrational being, which she already is because she's receiving these information, these informations. So when you're already going out like that, then also whether she is consciously aware of the level of anger and sadness that she has inside of her, which I'm sure she is, um, but whether she is or not, she's still got it vibrating in there, so it's still going to call it in. So the universe is giving her the precogs that match that experience. So I used to have precogs that had a, um, the main theme was usually that someone would, I would be watching my home and I would watch someone pull up in a car, go up the stairs. And I knew they were 
breaking into the house and stealing and they would get in the car and drive off. And in my dream, I'm just sitting there witnessing it and there's nothing I can do about it. But what my problem was when I woke up and I had this from really little because it was the house that we used to live in that I was first born and lived there from when I was six. And I remember living in that house when it happened. But this dream followed me all the way through my teens. But what my biggest problem was that I struggled with was that I didn't want to do anything about it. So not only in the dream could I not do anything about it, but observe it. But in my heart and in my mind, I knew I didn't want to do anything about it. I was kind of okay with it all. And I had, like, that was really difficult for me to sit with for a to really understand. long time. Yeah, because I mean, it's your face right now. Yeah, it's just I'm like, like I don't even understand that Did you now. Just freeze or you just didn't I know didn't what want to. to. Do? No, I just had no kind of, um, I guess, no awareness, or it's not an awareness, just no desire to stop this bad thing from happening. And so, again, like, you know, a lot of the listeners probably know a lot about what happened to me as a child. And there was a lot of um, powerlessness. Well, not only that, but a lot of um, a lot of um, not knowing that things are wrong. Yeah. And could be different or should be different. Yeah. It's like almost being just too acceptable. I think kids in general are like that in despite what they're experiencing, they just accept, oh, this is must how how it should be mm. because they don't know any different. Yeah, true. They're yeah. so accepting of anything because they're sort of new to everything and it's yeah, hard for them to discriminate mm. what's okay and what's not. They're so beautiful and trusting and, oh, mm. okay. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, just... absolutely. But then there's also that element of like, it's okay if bad things happen to you and you don't need to do anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's that too. That's so... Yeah. And so that was something that um, for a huge chunk up until probably my probably early 20s, like before I became a mum, because I think it sort of stopped around then because um, everything changed after that. But um, that, that, that was a very common reoccurring precog dream and daydream. Like I would just be sitting there and then I, it would – the the whole thing would just replay back in my head again, mm. like in class or at work or wherever, just walking down the street. It would pop into my head with no apparent reason for me to need to have that happen. Or address it. Or address it. So um, you have these these parts of you that are being manifested, but all she's really doing is manifesting the opportunity to experience the emotion. Yep. So in that lawn garden situation she would have felt angry and she would have felt sad and so it warrants able to experience those emotions because you have reason and no one's going to say you don't so there's all these opportunities and the same with her partner who wasn't found for five days anger and sadness and not being able to accept and so again another way for you to experience anger and sadness and until you sit down and process that anger and that sadness you it's not going to stop you're just going to keep having the same things as as someone who's vibrating high and receiving precog yeah because you can't avoid it yeah it's a fact of life isn't yeah it? and so this is where you take the choice you know to go to your therapist and this is what the authenticity triad does it brings you down to what that emotion is that your soul needs to expand it just brings you straight to the word 
And so instead of going to therapy, we, and I wish I'd had this authenticity triad years ago. I don't know why I didn't because otherwise I would never would have found it. Yes. But it's easier. To, it's now it's something like you can go to your therapist or whoever it is that you speak to. And instead of saying, you know what, um, I'm just, I'm really sad. And then spending three years in therapy about sadness. And now you can go and say, you know what, I actually now consciously for the first time really truly understand that I've got this anger as well and this sadness and I need help with the anger. And so now we've got direction that we can go on. But um, again, I'm a huge advocate for dealing with things on a human level and a spiritual level. So you go to your therapist and you learn all the tools that you can that they can teach you because they've got amazing tools and techniques. Sure. There is a big space for that. Correct. But unless you're healing your spiritual self along the way, it's foolish because you'll just stay in therapy for the rest of your life. Everything has to be holistic. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. I love that. that. Say yeah, it again. <laughs> we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So true. And the quicker people own their spiritual self and walk along this journey as a human together with their spirit and as one and, and doing everything they can to keep it as one, the sooner there'll be so much more mass healing and there'll be happiness, there'll be people with fulfillment. It'll, it just, I'm just nodding crazily yeah, <laughs> with crazy eyes. nodding with smiles. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just how it works. Yeah. And it, I can say it so simply and I know it's hard to do, but when you, when you look at it on paper, it's really fucking simple. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's amazingly interesting and intriguing and thought-provoking and exciting, just like life, life. every other element. It, and it's not hard work all the time and it's not, you know, easy well, all the time. It's just another, it's just an expansion, an extension of what we already know ourselves to be. Yeah, because you look at like when we, when I do the spiritual healings and things and we have a, a, an aha moment like this where it's just like, oh, my God. And I see these, like I see 15-odd people a week in one-on-one -on -one private sessions and say 10 of those each week have one of those moments and it never gets old for me. No, but be. when they have those moments, what you see within the time in one hour, or it's, it's usually even like 20 minutes left by the time they've had that aha moment where we've done the work, that last 20 minutes they kind of – they're there, but they're also off in their, in their past, in their catalogue, in their library of shit show, <laughs> going through, just going, you can fuck off, you can fuck off, it's time for you to get out, nut, nah, you're gone, nut, nut, nut. And it's hard to get to that one thing, but when you get there, you see so much disappear yeah. at the same time. So those things are easy to leave yes, behind. Because you're more than ready to. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... um. And, and then what happens is when you release that, you're releasing the energy, the actual physical particles, atoms, parts of you that the universe is seeing you as, that, that, that spiritual being, those parts of you either leave and renew or they just restore and update themselves and vibrate at a new frequency. New and that's how you cure your diseases. An upgrade. Yeah. That's how you... That's how I have my fibromyalgia dormant most of the time from when it used to just be something that ruled my life. That's how we, that's how lots of amazing healers out there are curing cancers that people have, you know, it's not a cure for cancer, but they're curing cancers. They're treating the cause. Yeah. Well, they're, 
the cause is always the energy. And so if you can shift the energy, then you shift the disease. It's so fucking simple again. But when you do that, your whole body gets gets the benefit of it. And then what we do is we go from the spiritual perspective, it needs to start at the root chakra at the bottom and then work its way through up the whole body's chakras and all the way back out the top in order to receive more enlightenment. So it's like the universe and your spirit, your soul saying, now that you've learnt these lessons, you need to integrate it and incorporate it into your whole being. It needs to be something that is entirely integrated so that you are on the inside now, who are on the outside, and that gap between who you're on the outside and who you're on the inside gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you're at the point where the only gap really is that you know that you're a human being. And it's it's difficult to live a normal in bunny ears life having that existence because chances are not many people around you are the same because that's how I feel Um, and I know I'm not all the way there but I'm probably closer than most people around me Um, but that's why most people like me prefer to be quite solitary and private in their own space and in their own time Um, that's why that becomes important for us. That's why I've gone from someone who was so sociable and outgoing and independent and all of that. And now, and a huge extrovert. And now I'm still, um, you know, independent and I'm still very sure of myself. I'm still all of those things, but I am so quiet. Like you just, it's like the rare sighting of a Sasquatch. (laughs) If you see me out. The, the need and the need isn't there anymore. Well, the need's not there because I'm not um, needing any kind of outside validation yeah, to continue exactly. what yeah. I'm vibrating at. Um, and if I'm vibrating at that, then I've got to put myself in spaces where the nutrition vibrates back to feed and continue to, for me to show up who I believe that I am. So there is this quote, I don't even know where it comes from originally, but they say, um, People um, people will always do whatever it takes to reaffirm who, what they think about themselves as who they are. So if I think that I am not worthy, then my actions, no matter what they look like in the beginning, the end will always reaffirm that I'm not worthy. So the, the self-worth people are usually the self-sabotages. Yes. So there's always something. So if I say I'm really, really independent, then I'm going to be doing things that show the world that I'm independent. So I'm proving to myself that I'm independent. And when you're at this point where I'm at, I don't need to prove myself to myself because I just exist. And these precog things happen to me every single second. I get them all the time for myself. Like my whole life is on this. I see it just before it happens, just before it happens, just before it happens. (laughs) Like me driving up to the curb. (laughs) Yeah, just before it happens. Yeah, all the time, all the time. And, And I honestly think that if I actually sat there and spoke everything that I'm getting just before it happened, that people would think that I was a freak. (laughs) We'd lock you up. Because in, in sessions, a lot of the time, it's the things that I don't say that bother me. Because in sessions, I usually get 200% more than what I share. 
Um, it's just either not relevant to what the person wants to hear or wants, um, but also, or they will give it to me before I get the chance to talk about it and address it. Like they'll offer it up. Um, and I just think, wow, like if I actually sat there and just recorded everything and then played it to them and then we had the session, my God, it's just, it's a, it's a strange way to live. But again, I don't know any different. You must be, it must take a tremendous amount of patience on your behalf to know how everything will play out. But then also know there's absolutely nothing you can, you can't do it for people. You have to watch them do it for themselves. Like you can't just go do this, you know, or you can't. this is where you're going to be or no. there is no point in that. No. And it's funny because I have mm. some, it does take a lot of patience, but also um, when you have no judgment mm. and you just know that this person is just here on their journey and there's no shortcuts. So they're going to get there when, when they're ready to get there. And when I release that, like I do it every day, it's all day, every day, just, I just release it because who am I to, just because I know where they could be, it doesn't mean that they should be there right now. They've got to get themselves, they've got to earn it. They've got to reach their fulfilled destiny. Yeah, exactly. Or not. Or not. Or not. Um, but when I have clients, like I had a client on Friday who, um, she saw me a year ago and I told her something about her relationship that she was in and she didn't believe it at the time. Like she was like really shocked that that's what came through. Oh, right. She was like, so just like, what? Like, why? Why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And then, yeah, she sat here and she's just like, so it happened. You were right. Like, but I guess you knew that it was always going to happen. And, and so when I see people on a yearly basis, it's really cool because sometimes it takes them a year to move out of their own way. To get there. To get there. But they're always going to get there. Yes. Because it's that point B that's always going to happen. Yeah. It's just whether it's happening on that day is up to the universe or where it's up to you when it happens is your free will. But, yeah, anyway. And the journey. And the journey. happens in between point A and point B, would you say? That's, that's important. That's free will. That's up to you. And the universe doesn't really care how you get there. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is just kind of like, well, she fucked that one up again. <laughs> Maybe that's a human thing because humans are like, you know, they're all about experiencing that's this, right. that and the other. So maybe that's why Absolutely. we're fucking it up lots because on some level it's we're supposed to, but that... semi-enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little bit addicted to it. We're, what are we masters? We know how to fuck things up. We do. So we're comfortable with we're that. We're really good at that. And if things go too right all the time, really quickly, what the fuck's that about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but the universe, like the universe scientifically understands it. But sorry, the universe understands it scientifically, not the way that we have with a conscious, a conscious awareness of the human psychology, should I say. The universe has a consciousness, but not a conscious awareness of the human consciousness because it's not human. It's not, yeah. Um, but the spirit knows that the reason why we have a life expectancy, the reason why we, are, we usually live or we could possibly live to 100 um, is because we're going to fuck shit up. 
<laughs> and we're going to need time. We're going to need to mature physically, mentally, emotionally. We're going to have to learn experiences to notice patterns. And then when we notice the patterns in the system, the matrix, we're supposed <laughs> to go, shit, there's a glitch in the matrix. How do I fix that? And people aren't looking at it like that. They're using their ego to avoid the glitch in the matrix and then they spread off and it sends them off on this sequence of events that sends them off on another sequence of events and it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, it's when you become the victim or when you become, you know, all of the other things. Yep. So you're blaming something else, blaming a situation, yep. not having a look at what you can do with it. Yeah, and this is this is where it's like the universe doesn't and your spirit isn't given stuff to to experience in the darkness. It's us that choose to like it, even though we say we don't. Yep. It's like better the devil you know. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, that was a nice lengthy chat. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, Miss Texas. You shared a lot. Yeah, you did. We hope that we did you justice. Yeah, I hope that um, you have some more clarity around that. Yep. That was huge. Yeah. Get in touch. Yeah, please. <laughs> Update, update, update. Oh. Now, speaking of updates. Yes. So the second half of this podcast will be back with our friend Judy from last week. Yep. For listeners that have um, been playing along in real time. At the end of last week, I read out an email from Judy and we shared some photos on the socials and we had a little update because Tracy cut her sort of reading on the photos, if you will, short um, before we had some um, clarity as well. I, yeah, and permission to share. Yeah. So there was something that I picked up that I thought would best not be aired um, in the public because we had named Judy and Alex um, and already spoken so much about who their identity was. Um, with their permission. Yeah, with their permission. Yeah. But um, when something, like there, there are some things that come up that I just know that, you know, this is a conversation that you need to have off air and have permission. And so I have had that conversation with Judy off um, via email and she has given us permission to share all of that. Yep. So here you go. <laughs> do you want me to read it out or do you want to read it I out? I can if you want. I reckon you should. People hear me talk, though. Like, I like it when you read because they get to hear you talk. I feel as though I've been talking lots. <laughs> um, Dear Tracy. Yeah, so... Halfway down. Um, did you did you print out what I wrote? No. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, basically, uh, in the photo of Judy... Uh, to the right-hand side, I noticed that there was an energy of a young female spirit um, and it felt like it was extremely attached. And so usually when I feel those things, it's it's either a child that, that this person has lost or a sister that this person has lost. Um, but the land that they were on as well, I was a little bit unsure as to whether potentially um, she may have belonged to the land. So I emailed Judy and asked, um, and this was her response. Hey, Tracy. Whoa, thank you for sharing that and checking in with us first. That took me back a little bit. I didn't expect that at all. I had a few tears, to be honest. How young was the girl? I got pregnant for the first time during COVID and Alex and I had the abortion late last year. It could have been her, but she was only a tiny little pea-sized bubba, five weeks old. Would she still appear even at this small age? 
Alex also previously had a few readings and was told there was a girl that was always around him. Could it have been her? She seems to be selective of who he is who is around Alex. Maybe she likes me. He he he. I'm curious as to whether or not this little girl is strongly tied to just me, just him, both of us, or like you said, to the land. Again, thank you for everything that you guys do. Happy for you to share this on your podcast with love, Judy and Alex. Kiss, hug, kiss. Hmm. Thank you, Judy, for allowing us to share. Absolutely. Um, much appreciated. Um, and so I'm really, really, really uh, thankful and kind of relieved that um, Alex um, had known about this girl uh, that is around him because it's definitely that girl that's around him. And um, she does like you. She does like you, Judy. Um, it's a it's an energy where she feels welcome to be around. Um, however, um, I think that she she probably wants to come through at some point again. Um, so she's, I think she's a little bit kind of, um, I don't know what other readings, like in other readings, what Alex has been told about this little girl, but I feel like she is not wanting to accept that she is on the other side, that she's, she's really just trying to be as earthbound as she can. Um, and, and that's not okay. Um, we really need her to be able to move on. Uh, because that's her only chance of being able to come back as soon as allowed or however it works over there. Um, so I know that some people are like, oh, I don't mind that they're there. Uh, and that's okay. A lot of the time it's okay. It's totally fine. But in this case, this little girl needs to needs to move on. She needs to um, She needs to just be walked over. She needs to just be shown the light and where to go um, and... Um, maybe we could do an episode or even a little bit sure. um, where I talk about that kind of thing, um, thinking of it now, because I we've know that's probably just brought up a whole heap of questions. Well. Crossing over. We've done oh, we a have whole to. episode on crossing over. We have. Yep. So maybe just refer back to that one. Um, it wasn't a how-to. It was more understanding oh, yeah. how that is and how what that is. Yeah. So definitely go and listen to that one for our listeners or you guys to get an understanding of what lies ahead maybe. Yeah. Did you get much on the relationship of this girl to mm, Alex? No, I think that he's just picked her up. He's just oh, open. Right. Okay. He's just open, but she's attached to him. She likes him. Oh. Um, I think she just feels safe and she feels seen. So she feels uh, acknowledged. And when they feel acknowledged, they'll stay. Kids will stay. It happened to me that one time where my son was at the hospital and I came home and I woke up and I knew that there was a spirit standing at the door. So I took a photo. I'll try and find the photo. It's on my old computer. I've got so many photos on my old computer. You tease me, sir. No. <laughs> um, and I took a photo of the doorway and you can see the outline of wow. her in the doorway. Um, and then I took a photo of the mirror and you can see her in the mirror. Um, and so there's, um, there's times when if they know that they can be seen and they feel safe to be seen, then they'll stay. There's no reason for them to leave. They're happy to be doing that. So she's happy. She's fine. Um, but she's forgotten as well that she can go across. And that's what she needs to do. There you go. There you go. Stacey Tracy is on your case. <laughs> Little girl. <laughs> with love. Yeah, with, with so, so much, much love. Because oh. it's just not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're just, they're not supposed to sit there. Yeah. Um, but they do. And you can understand that. Her parents probably hadn't passed away 
Um, they could even still be here on Earthside. So there's really maybe no one familiar on the other side that she, she knows to walk to or that was there to cross her over. Who knows? You just don't know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what Alex has received in other sessions, but maybe this combined with that will make a little bit more sense and add to add more to the, the story for them. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. And we'll get into the other email that Judy wrote in response to your initial breakdown of the photos, perhaps either with Judy or on another episode if people are keen to hear it, but there was a lot of things that came up in the photo of the um, spirits and energies that oh, were yeah. hanging around Judy and all of that. And so Judy wrote back another email asking all those questions, but we are um, fast running out of time. Yes, and it's a long one. And it's a good one. And there'll be lots of cool things in there to talk about, like the elementals that we touched on that sort of teased everybody. And Judy was super um, kind and shared even more photos because you had questions about the land Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So Mm. we'll we'll, um, get on that too. That's just another cool episode in the works. That'll be a whole episode. Yeah. Because there's like a PS, a PPS and a PPPS. (laughs) That's why we love you. We yeah. love our listeners uh, and our writer and I love thank it. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for coming. Um, mm-hmm. Head over to our Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform that you listen to, and please leave us a rating or a review. Um, share us. Yeah, it makes us so happy. Um, share us with people and, um, yeah, happy days. Take care. Yes. See you next time. Ciao. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tospppodcast.